Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It's so great to be with you today. In today's episode, are you finding that demand for your time is outstripping capacity? That you're struggling with not only too much to do in too little time, but the level of uncertainty and complexity in your workload is simply overwhelming. Today, we're going to look at how can we better handle that feeling of overwhelm so that we can enjoy life and work a little bit more than maybe we currently are. Let's walk. walking, enjoying this glorious day, moving as we are able. If you are a long-time listener, you know that at the Last 8% podcast, the Last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises. So just start right now feeling your feet on the ground as you're walking feeling the bottom of your feet contact the ground. And just see if you can let go of thinking for a moment, worrying about something in the future or ruminate about something in the past and just be present. Just feel your feet and ankles as they move. And we're just paying attention to whatever sensations are present without trying to change anything. Of course, as you know, this is the practice of mindfulness. And at the last 8% morning, we really focus on walking mindfulness because we know after 24 years of, of teaching this, that sitting mindfulness for some people is difficult. And so we, as a real foundational part of our practice, we teach walking mindfulness. So just feel your belly now rise and fall as you're moving. Feel your head and neck. And just be present for whatever sensations you can feel. As you know, we don't try to push any unpleasant sensations away. We just welcome them and we befriend them. We sometimes use two barometers. One is pleasant to unpleasant, the whole spectrum. So just as you're going through your body now, do a full body scan and just notice whatever sensations are on the pleasant to unpleasant scale. And maybe they're somewhere in the middle of neutral, but just tuning in to whatever is present. And you can do the same for calm, not calm scale. So again, just check through your whole body and see if you can notice any sensations that are calm 
all the way to not calm, maybe neutral in the middle. And again, we're just tuning into whatever is present. Mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. So that's what we do. We build the skill of mindfulness. We change our brain. Why? So that not only can we be more present for this moment, but later in the day when we are put under pressure, when we're facing last 8% situations, we can form our best response. So just feeling our body now as we're walking, feeling our hands and arms swing. And if you notice your mind wandering, just let that thought be. Don't try to push it away. Just be present for whatever is present without judgment that this is good or this is bad. Where is your mind? So moving now from our belly and our body, which are part of the bees in our structure for the last 8% morning, we move to our idea of the day. You have a good attitude. You are a positive person who wants to be effective. You want to get things done. You want to grow your career. You're really committed to doing whatever it takes to do a great job. But you struggle. You're not alone, by the way, but you struggle. You have a lot on your plate. Your to-do list makes you feel like you are in a deep black hole at times. And no matter how hard you work, you seem to be falling deeper into it. Or maybe you're leading a number of projects simultaneously and you don't want to miss any important details. Part of the problem that you are facing, that we're all facing is a VUCA world. What does that mean? V-U-C-A, a VUCA world. That acronym stands for volatile. We're in a more volatile time. The U is uncertain. The C is complex and the A is ambiguous. More volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous. That's the world that we are facing right now. With the pandemic, politically, with the economy. And this is part of the reason that things can be overwhelming. It's not just too much to do, which is a big driver of it. It's that things are more complex, more volatile. And you see, there's a lot at stake if we're not able to deal with this effectively. We can lose the ability to concentrate, especially towards the end of our day. We can be in a meeting and forget an important detail and get a little confused. This has nothing to do with how smart we are. It is about something called cognitive load. 
which is the amount of information our working memory can hold at any one time. We simply can't manage it all. And the challenge, the irony really is that the very time our organizations, our teams, our projects need us to be able to think clearly, be more agile, be more creative, we are hamstrung and unable to do so. Albert Camus said, life can be magnificent and overwhelming. That is the whole tragedy. Without beauty, love, or danger, it would almost be easy to live. So what do we do? Well, like most others, you may have resorted to you know, getting up earlier and earlier, thinking that if we can just get on top of our work first thing, then we'll be able to breathe. And while it can be helpful to get up early and get some quiet thinking time in, and I'm a big proponent of that, it's simply not enough, right? Unless you're going to end up like Tim Cook, who gets up at you know 3.45 or 4 in the morning. I mean, good for him. He's the CEO of Apple. But in my experience, that's not sustainable for most people. Instead, it requires three things, three strategies. Number one, we need a different relationship to our work. Number two, we need to make tough decisions that we often avoid. And number three, it requires us to bring a level of self-awareness to how and what we are doing. Perry Noble said, change begins with a decision to be overwhelmed or to overcome. So let's start in reverse order of those three. Let's start with self-awareness. And just before I do that, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful, feeling your body, your feet and ankles and legs. So an important question that's part of self-awareness, where should I be spending my time? Are you holding on to something that is not of high value that you really should be letting go of to someone else on your team? Now, there are many reasons why we fail to let go. That's a whole episode unto itself. But it is a real challenge for most of us. One person I've coached in the past had a belief that if she delegated some work away, she might lose an opportunity to shine and gain exposure in the organization. And look, that might be true. There is a risk to giving some stuff up, but it is a bigger risk to hold on to stuff that is not of high value and only adds to the overwhelm that we feel. So self-awareness in this case starts, this is strategy one, by looking at what are you doing and assessing it for the level of, you know, how much of a high value is it? And being really honest with ourselves. And that brings us to point number two, We need to make tough decisions. So we need to give up that stuff that we really shouldn't be doing. And you know what it is. Make the decision. If you're not clear, by the way, no worries. Try this as a strategy. By the way, it's even a strategy, a tough decision to do this next point, which is to sit down with your boss and have an open conversation about where you are at, you know, feeling overwhelmed and ask him or her, what are their priorities? And work from there. This does a few things. It'll help you get aligned with where they're at and what matters to them. 
you know, and it will tell you what should be and what should not be on your priorities list. Now, look, this takes a bit of vulnerability. Like it is a last 8% decision to sit down with your boss and say, hey, you know, what are your priorities? Because I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. But let me tell you, it is so worth the risk. Your boss will be impressed that you're not afraid to come to them and ask them, you know, this kind of question and have an open conversation about it. They will see you as someone who has confidence, right? That's a big thing that most people don't quite get. When we actually open ourselves up and say, hey, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed, that we have the confidence to say that to someone is in and of itself a signal sending to them that we are capable, that we are confident. It, it's a it's a surprise, but just try it. Because the number of times I've suggested this to people and they go and they have the conversation, they come back and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't do this earlier. Because they come to realize they were overemphasizing some things on their list, underemphasizing other things on their list. And the connection that they feel from just having this conversation with their boss makes all of it worthwhile. As you know, I'm a big fan of Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss said, be who you are and say what you feel because those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter. So number one, it's self-awareness. Number two, it's making a tough decision which can simply be having this conversation with your boss and being a little bit vulnerable. Number three, we want to build a different relationship with our work. What does that mean? Well, it means many things, and, and, and it really is what this whole podcast is about, which is building mindfulness, building the skills of emotional intelligence, including self-awareness, of course, but it also means being careful about how much perfectionism we put on ourselves. So I've seen this to be one of the big areas of risk that many people fall into. This feeling that we need to be perfect in every aspect of our life, in every project we work on. And let me tell you, this will not serve you. But I think you know it. I really do. Because when we coach people again on this, they, they know it. It is harming you. Once you get clear on this, once you are able to see how being, needing every project to be completely perfect, every task completely perfect, and how that can be a source of overwhelm on top of the complexity and the uncertainty, then it's much easier to make the tough decision, the last 8% decision to give stuff up, to let go of being perfect. And this is when we can start to breathe again. And this is when our cognitive load goes down and we're able now to deal with the complexity in front of us. If you've taken our training programs, you know we talk about having all of our markers. Now, let's be clear, this is not an easy path. Once we're able to start to do this, taking, you know, step by step, little by little, bit by bit, what happens is that it becomes a little bit easier. And we're starting to see how we live and how our relationship is with work. 
And all of a sudden, things change just by taking a few small steps because we start to realize we can make these more difficult decisions in all parts of our life. That's what happens when we make a few tough decisions. We start to build a little bit of confidence, right? By doing one difficult thing, we become a little bit more fearless. And it transfers to so many parts of our life. And people sense this. And this is really what we're doing, right, with this whole Last 8% project, is to use our most difficult situations as opportunities to transform. Not to avoid or move away, but to actually move towards, to be fearless, to be courageous. And again, we are sending a signal to others when we walk in and we are a little bit more fearless. Not perfect, but a little bit more courageous. And this is what we know leads to having the life that where we have the kind of impact we want to have on others, where we have less regret. So again, if you're feeling a bit of overwhelm, and overwhelm is not just too much to do and too little time, but it's also the level of complexity and uncertainty we're facing, that VUCA world. And there are really three things that we want to do, and it it starts with self-awareness, asking ourselves those tough questions, and then making those difficult decisions, maybe sitting down with our boss, being vulnerable. And finally, it's changing our relationship with work, not being that perfectionist. And the great news is that this is all part of our step-by-step to transforming ourselves. And so it's wonderful to share this with you today, feeling our body, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. By the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, please, you know, and you know someone who's struggling with overwhelm or any of the challenges that we help people with, take a picture of the podcast, send it to them, Share it on your social media. Join our Facebook group, The Last 8% Project. We'd love to have you. There's more resources there. And now we're going to move to our three by three. So three mindful breaths right down into our toes, calming this body. And really be present for these breaths. Now moving to three gratitudes. What can you feel grateful for right now without working very hard? What just comes to your mind? What springs to your mind? One of the things that I'm grateful for is I'm spending more time with my son because of the pandemic. And I am so grateful for that. And finally, number three, what are three goals for the day? What do you want to get done today? What would make it a great day? How can you prioritize, especially given what we talked about in today's podcast? What really matters? What can you let go of? But what are the three big rocks you want to focus on today? wonderful feeling our body as we're walking 
I want to finish with a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote. He's a great writer. See if we can bring this energy into the day, this focus into the day, this being present into the day. He said, The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. Have a wonderful day.